0: Thanks so much for joining us for episode 7 of Reality Addict. With me today is my friend Amanda Loker, who I met through Challenge Mania. Hi Amanda, how are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing the best I can. So on Sunday's episode, we got introduced to the basement
1: competition, which was kind of cool because we've never really seen um, this before where they had all the players um, got to play in the competition And they had three new powers, which is really kind of cool. They had to go into the basement in the dark, and they had to find um, shapes that matched the shape on the podium to be able to to get the power. Um, The three powers that they had was the blocker power, the replay power, and the disruptor power. Um, We got to see that Christmas won the uh, blocker power. Which was used to prevent um, yourself or another house guest from being the replacement nominee at the veto um, ceremony. Um, and then Danny won the uh, re- replay power, which allows a head of household to play back to back HOH competitions. Um, and then we so David won the disruptor power, where he has the ability to disrupt an HOH by secretly saving one of the nominations, or he can save himself. And then all three of these powers. Can only be used for the next three um, nominations so it'll be very interesting to see if they get used this week or not or if they're gonna save them
0: yeah it was a really interesting uh, competition we have had them before where they're completely in the dark and usually they're climbing through goo or something but it was interesting (laughs) it was interesting because uh, Nicole (laughs) lost her pants was one thing that was interesting. <laughs> I don't know how funny. she did that. but yeah. She's like, I don't care. I'm going to keep trying without my pants. So we've never had a basement before, but we have had competitions where they have to crawl through the dark and find things, and that's usually been used for the veto, I think. So, this was interesting. It's somewhat similar, but a little different. And especially different in the fact that we had these three new powers that we've never had before. Everyone in the house that doesn't have one is freaking out, wondering what could it be. Some people think, oh, it's probably some small. Other people think it's huge. It's really not. I mean, it's a. some of them are good powers to have. I mean, especially like take yourself off the block. Danny's was... Uh, she can play H. O. H. two weeks in a row or she can give it to someone to play two weeks in a row, which could or could not help someone. It totally depends on what the competition is.
1: Christmas had the blocker power and she's able to prevent herself or another house guest from being the replacement nominee at the veto ceremony. But she must declare using the blocker power after the veto has oh, after the veto has been used, but before the head of household has made a replacement.
0: Right. Hmm, So, like, they just have to jump up real fast and say, wait a second, hold on. There's, like, so many rules to all
1: different one of these powers. that It's, like, so confusing. It's, like, each one has its own thing. Like, some are anonymous, some are not. And it's, like, you have a certain time frame and some you don't like okay
0: <laughs> yeah i can easily see someone messing up <laughs> yeah definitely but
1: i think it's interesting because of the three people that got the powers i don't think danny and christmas it might do really any good david maybe cuz he's not in that big alliance so hopefully he can use his to shake the game up yeah not really good at the game it doesn't really understand the game i don't know how much it's going to impact what he uses
0: it's not unlikely that he'll be upon this week or next week in which case he could remove himself that's good for him and it does shake up the game in the sense that the hoh has to put somebody else up being able to play hoh two weeks in a row is good if say you're in a really bad position in the game but when you have a big alliance, it doesn't necessarily, you don't really necessarily need to win. You know, you just have a couple people you have to beat.
1: Exactly, yep.
0: And not being able to be a replacement, mom—it's it, a that's a good one. It just totally depends on if she ever feels like she's going to be put up. And I think Christmas feels like she's in a really strong position, and I don't think she's going to, basically you have to use it without knowing who they're going to put up. You know, so you have to guess who they're going to put up and then either if it's yourself or an ally, use it, you know, quickly. As soon as he takes, as soon as he or she takes someone off the block, they have to stand up and use their power. So I think the power is just, it's going to be, depends on who has them. Like, I don't think
1: Christmas will ever use it because she's big on saving just her alliance and that's only ones that she cares about. And right. so, if her alliance is majority of the people in the game, and they're pretty much been the ones winning HOH and everything, then hers is kind of. Really pointless and I really don't see it being used unless the next couple of weeks she has somebody not in her alliance get HOH. Um, Basically then we just saw the nominations. We saw that Bay and Day got nominated. She nominated Davon because Bailey said that she was her untouchable. Pretty significant thing in this game so that's why unfortunately Davon got nominated.
0: Right. What did you think about that reasoning? I didn't like
1: it. Um, I think it was. There's a million reasons why they could have put that on. But did you see Danny's face though when Christmas gave that speech about Bailey saying about her saying that um, Bailey said that Devon was her untouchable? You have to go back and look at it. Danny had this look of terror on her face, like oh, because her and Nicole are both tied together, and it sounds like Christmas is going after people that are tied to. Together, which is why I didn't like it because her and Tyler are each other's untouchables yeah. Danny and Nicole are each other's untouchables and now you have Bay and Bay and Devon that are each other's untouchables and in the game everybody has a person generally that they're in with that they will
0: never vote out you have to have and- at least someone
1: exactly you have to and the fact that that was the reason that she used to put that on there like and she made it sound like nobody else in the house somebody that they, you know, an untouchable. It just And I don't even know where, did you see too that everybody kept trying to say like on Twitter and stuff that untouchable comes from the challenge? And I'm like, I've never even heard that word on the challenge. Untouchable on the
0: challenge? Yeah. When, when did, when is that, when is, I'm sorry. (laughs) When was it used on the challenge?
1: I've never heard, but they're assuming that because Bailey has done the challenge as well that that's where they got this word untouchable because it's never been used on Big Brother either.
0: So right.
1: kind of interest it was interesting that Bailey used that word untouchable.
0: well, they asked, I did listen to her exit interview, and they asked her, you know about the word, and she said that she didn't know where it came from. It's just what she said because that's how she felt like is this someone you wouldn't you wouldn't touch? you know, you'd leave them alone. <laughs> you know, that this is my untouchable instead of saying like this is my close ally or something like that, or my very good friend. Instead, she decided to call it un- my untouchable, and she said that she just made the word. I mean, it's not a made-up word. <laughs> untouchable right. is a word, but she said she just that's just what came out of her mouth, that she doesn't know where it came from or why she said it. So if it's from the challenge, she didn't realize it, and I don't remember yeah. hearing people say that on the challenge.
1: I've never heard that word either, but I thought it was very interesting. But people just assumed that she got that from the challenge. I was like, interesting.
0: Yeah, but, but I'm gonna be watching next season. I'm gonna really watch see if anyone uses that term because I I don't yes. think I've he- heard anyone use it before on a reality show. You know, did you see the the conversation between Bailey and Christmas that she's talking about?
1: I did not, but I heard. Be- I kind of read things here and there. I heard it was like a really personable conversation.
0: It was. It was. That they were
1: having. That it wasn't gameplay. The way they edited it, it just made it seem like, oh, yeah, Bailey just asked, who's your untouchable? But from what I have gathered, I don't watch the live piece, but from what I've gathered, it was like a really in-depth personal conversation. Right. And I think that it just kind of came out. And I really don't like that Christmas used this. I mean, that's kind of she, – she didn't have to throw it out there like that. And, and it's also – the thing about Christmas saying this in her speech is I'm wondering if her alliance is now wondering, can we trust her? Because she took a conversation that she had with someone, yet and they're not in her alliance, but still, and used that information. So is Christmas going to wind up using that information ever you know against us and bring it out into the house? Open, bring it out open into the house in front of everybody because right. that if I was in the alliance that's what I would be concerned about going she's already talking about somebody and hearing everything that they talked about what is she saying in my, with my conversations?
0: yeah I think she showed everyone that she is very pro alliance yes. uh yes. um uh, Danny Nicole Devon they tried to convince her to put up Tyler she didn't uh, that's her untouchable. Uh, but it's, it's weird. Every time I say that now, I'm be like, that's a little weird. Maybe I should just say final too. Uh, yeah, so the original conversation is Bailey had already discussed with Davon how much she liked Christmas and how she wanted to have an alliance with her. This is after Bailey tried to convince Davon to have an alliance with Kaser and Janelle. Davon had said, no, I don't want to You know, I don't want to work with them. I don't think it's anything personal. I think she just was kind of like, look, they got too high of a target on their back. So we'll end up going next. And they ended up being put up next anyways. So that didn't matter when possibly they could have helped themselves stay. It's hard to say for sure. But after that had happened, she said, look, I like Christmas a lot. Why don't we ask her to be in an alliance with us? And Davon said, that wouldn't be fair to her because she'd al- she'd always feel like she's number 3 that she's not number 1 with both of us and that's where the conversation was like she's this isn't something that's really good gameplay either though as bailey was talking to her and saying, you know, I have who's your untouchable which christmas took to be a very bold question like who's your final two which is a pretty bold question I don't know if saying it as untouchable would change the way anyone felt about that. Um, But, you know, she was trying to have a conversation with her about, you know, me and Day are close. Who are you close with? And she was trying to get, like, okay, the four of us can be a four. But it didn't go out that way. Um, Christmas wouldn't even tell her who her untouchable was even after Bailey had told her. (laughs) So Christmas has been... Up until her HOH, she's been sitting pretty. And a lot of people liked her and were just bringing her information. And so she does have a lot of information. And if Bailey was in her alliance, then this wouldn't have happened. Is there such thing as personal gameplay is what some people were asking. Um, Because Christmas kept saying, well, it's gameplay. She gave me game information and I used it to my advantage, because it's a game and that's how you play the game. What did you think about her nominations? Did you think this was good gameplay?
1: It depends how you look at it. If you look at it from her point of view because they're not in the Alliance, yes and no. I I can see because she put them up because they were in her Alliance, but at the same time, neither one of them were going to come after Christmas. Right. But now that you put them up, if one of them goes home, now they're gunning for you because now you put both of them up on the block it wasn't just one of them right? so from that perspective I don't think it was very smart she should have put somebody if I was her I probably would have put somebody like David up on the block Yeah. because he's kind of like a lone wolf Right. and I probably would have put as much as I love Ian I probably would have put Ian up on the block because that's also how you get less blood in your hand if they're not in the alliance see who wins the veto and go from there Devon and Bailey, yes, they're both very strong players. It's very obvious that they both are working together. It's really, it's got to be obvious the whole entire house that working together. So it shouldn't be like of any surprise to people saying that um, Devon is Bailey's untouchable. And when you come after somebody that's a duo, you have to make sure that you at least get one of them out, but you also have to assume that the other one is going to come gunning after you because you got their person out right so it's kind of a tough situation so it it, i mean i i get it but at the same time i don't think it was necessarily that smart of a game move especially since neither one of them were coming after her
0: right i don't really think anyone was coming after her you know i I can't think of anyone that was talking about going after her you know she could have thrown the hoh well actually she didn't throw the hoh davon got the answer wrong Which was heartbreaking for me, at least. And then she got so so close. And then she got put on the block. No one called Christmas up to there. Davon had to go four times, and Christmas went once. And that shows you what kind of position she was in.
1: You know, she didn't have to do anything to win the HOH. She literally just sat there. Davon got the answer wrong, so she automatically got HOH. I was like, okay. It kind of reminds me of that one season when she won the running race, and she On broke her, her, crutches. her leg. crutches. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I know, because she calls herself a comp beast, and I'm like, yeah, you won this HOH, but at the same time, you didn't do anything to win it, so can you really consider yourself a comp beast for this?
0: Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> HOHs that is, if she had been Davon, then she could brag about it, because Davon did yes. very well. Uh, but the way she won was kind of, uh, you know, it's all right, but it's nothing to brag about. No, it's something
1: you can say in your um, your speech when you make final two, that, hey, I won HOH this week because you didn't do anything to win it. Okay, the veto comp. I, You know, I wasn't... I don't like this veto comp. I don't don't like the false start thing. If it could just be a running thing or whatever and you didn't have the false start, it would have been okay. But I don't like the false start and then you false start and then you're automatically out. And it was horrible because, unfortunately, Davon and Bailey both did the false start the first two rounds. And they both got out. And then after they got out, I was like, I don't really care who wins because whoever wins, obviously, nothing's going to happen in the game. They're not going to change anything up. Right. So it was kinda of disappointing that they both got out. I was really hoping one of them could win, at least pull themselves off, and then they would have to put somebody else up and hopefully get that person out and they could both stay in the game, but
0: Right. I, I was like they have to do math. I was like, That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, that on top of it. That was horrible. I'm like and then you gotta add. I was like, This
1: is like crazy. Yeah. It was too much it was too much going in a competition. It was and a then, lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then the prizes, they were kind of, the prizes were really weird. Like, normally they give some good, like, I mean, I guess they did, they, they gave the money. But normally they give you like a trip or something. A vacation. I, if they,
0: I thought about that. I wonder that. if
1: because Ian didn't play, which I thought was really weird too, because Ian didn't play, that why didn't they pick somebody else to go in his I spot?
0: I thought that too. I know he was sick and they told him he needed to, to rest and stuff. Why wouldn't we just pull another name out of the hat?
1: Exactly. That's exactly what I thought they would do. Whoever had pulled Ian's name, I thought it was really weird that they yeah, they wouldn't pick somebody in his place.
0: Yeah, that was weird. And maybe that is wh- where the trip went.
1: That could be, yeah.
0: And normally, I get excited for these competitions because normally they've got some like
1: really good, um, horrible type of punishments. They weren't really that bad.
0: No, I, I think Nicole may like wearing the sloppy outfit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, from what I gathered, the re- real reason why she gave Devon the $5,000 instead of keeping it for herself is because she wants to be able to, she wants to be the person in the house that has worn the costumes the most. And I guess now she is that person or she's tied it.
0: Well, she did say that, but some people also think if it wasn't for Devon, Nicole wouldn't have won. She was the deciding vote and she had had swayed some votes in the house so now Nicole has you know plenty of money she won the show and then she has a big social media following Uh, she calls herself an influencer she also has a podcast with Vic and Davon she has a child she's a single mom I think giving her the money um, was maybe a little bit of a thank you for helping me win and and in order to not piss Christmas off or make Christmas suspicious, maybe then she said, I want to wear the costume. I don't know which which one it is, honestly. But, yeah, this is the third time she, because of this, this is the third time she wore the costume from this specific uh, competition. So, I mean, I guess that's a record. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this costume that she got, there was horrible. I was like... It looks so uncomfortable, just so big. I know it's she had a wig. Huge. I was like, "No,
0: thank you." Well, I think the wig is attached to the costume because, but still, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, a it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know it's so big. I would not not want to carry that around. And then Bailey had a punishment of riding a tricycle around the outdoor course uh, five hundred times.
1: They didn't even show that on TV at all. I, I completely forgot that she had a punishment. Uh,
0: I saw some of it on the live feeds. Uh, but, yeah, I don't remember them showing it on the TV at all. It was, that's something I don't get is why do they give people punishments and then not even show it on TV? What was the point of that?
1: You're right, because like Ian's punishment, they didn't show that much of it either on No, TV.
0: I saw a ton of it on the live feeds. Same with um, Christmas. Pretty much anyone who's had a punishment, (laughs) I've watched them on the live feeds and it's horrible. And then they show it one time on TV and people don't realize just how horrible these punishments are. And now they're still having have-nots and they still have have have-nots eating slop. I don't know if they're even mentioning that on TV anymore.
1: The have-nots are so weird. I think, I personally think they should get rid of it because... It used to be fun back in the day when they would do competitions to see who would be a have-not, who wouldn't be, right. and then America got a vote for food, and now it's just kind of like, okay, who wants to be a have-not, raise your hand, and it, it's just,
0: yeah, it's
1: kind of got no significance to the game anymore like it used to, and Especially they don't this even season. show it half of the time. Yeah. No. and half the time they don't even show, like, who the have-nots are this week or anything about it, so... I really think they should just get rid of it. It's kinda of dead in the water right now.
0: Yeah. I mean we used to get to like decide do they get to eat cucumbers or anchovies this week. You know, yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds so dumb, but I enjoyed doing that. That was like that's just how Big Brother used to be. It was funny and goofy, you know, now it's like, uh yeah, they'll have slop and they can put condiments in it and Wow, I've seen the people. They fry the slop. They do all kinds of stuff with that slop. They've learned uh, quite a few ways to make it. That is not a, disgusting, apparently. Also, apparently, every time people have been on slop, they pretty much lost weight. <laughs> so, yeah. obviously, that's not good. If, and that was another thing about when you could pick the have not. You pick someone from the other alliance so that they're weak when it's comp when it's comp time. But this season has been no real other side, you know what I mean? Like there's been, (laughs) there was Kayser and Janelle who tried to get a side together and never could. And so now there are, there's really just the big six commission and everybody else. Although the core four of that don't necessarily want to still be in that alliance, but I think it's gonna start to implode soon.
1: Yes, I think it is too, which that's when the season starts getting exciting is when that big alliance starts imploding on itself and they start
0: especially
1: when they start voting out members of that alliance before they vote out non members. It's always fun to watch.
0: Right. I hope Christmas is the first one to go.
1: <laughs> Me too. Oh uh, yeah. I would like to see her go sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah. Uh, I had actually said I think it was last week, I said that Chris I was starting to like Christmas. I was like she's not as bad as I remember she's not that bad I was like she's actually kind of nice and then this week happened and I'm back to I really don't like Christmas <laughs> so so anyways uh, so, so this is something during one of the arguments uh, that Christmas kept saying if Bailey wanted Devon to win the veto so bad then why did she take it from her and I am just like what are you an idiot you know that was only the second person Bailey knew somebody was going to take it from her like what kind of logic is that now it'd be different if it was like the last two people but the first two people out and you're complaining that oh she should have she shouldn't have taken the veto then when in the end Christmas took the veto anyways I don't like how she played victim either Oh no, I don't either. Well, so- I,
1: what I don't like is that she kept saying like, "Oh, I feel bad. I had to put him on the block or whatever." Blah blah blah. But then, when she was the last one out and she didn't have to take the veto from Bailey, she could have right. left that with her. She could have. Yeah. And yet she took it anyways, and I was like, <sighs> it was it was just very it was very frustrating, you know, her. And her reasoning and everything, and I, I get it. You're, you don't want to like you want to keep Noms the same, but then you're like, I don't really want to have to get rid of one of you, and it's just she just goes back and forth. Like it's very confusing, and and um, I could see where Davon and Bailey can both be very frustrated
0: with her. Oh yeah. Uh, so after her speech, I mean Davon and Bailey were not expecting that at all. Instead of saying, you know, you told me this was your untouchable, blah blah, she should have just said, look, I can tell you guys are. T- a team you're a pair and it's best for my game if I get rid of pairs you know she could have said something that made a lot more sense and was not as upsetting you
1: know? Yes, that would definitely would have been a much better nomination speech like people have done in the past where I'm trying to get rid of pairs. and That's why I've got to get rid of you two because you guys are both a big threat in the game. You guys are really good at this game and you guys are going to get very far if I don't get you guys out. That would have been a great nomination speech, not because yeah. I'm mm-hmm. putting you up, Devon, because your Bailey's untouchable and she says so. It's like it's 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 a cop out.
0: Yeah. And then a couple days after that, I saw N say, and said, uh, I keep hearing this word. He said, What is an untouchable? And Christmas I think it was Christmas that explained it to him and he said, Oh, you mean a final two deal? And (laughs) (laughs) he's like, Why are y'all calling it untouchable? This is final two. I, know, I thought that was so funny because it's true. <laughs> he's like, he's so baffled. Why are they using this word? And I don't really know why either. It's silly. <laughs> and this was in between epi- the first episode, the second episode of the week. Christmas, as soon as she was done, she went to her bedroom and started bawling. Like crying really hard like something had happened to her. When she's the one who did things to other people. And then Davon and Bailey both had to go up there and hug her and tell her, it's okay, we don't hate you, everything's all right, you can stop crying, when they are the ones that should be crying. And they did cry some. But why would Christmas put them up and then immediately go upstairs and start crying? It made no sense to me at all. Do you think she was really crying? You think it was fake? I mean she was crying during her nomination speech too. When she
1: started crying, I was like, "Why are you crying? You put these two up. It's not like you're a an outside person seeing somebody else put these two up. You put them up." I'm like, "You can't cry over your nomination."
0: Yeah, it's like you, can, you can't cry in baseball. Well, you can't yeah. cry you can't cry while you're nominating people. Yes, exactly. Because if you feel that bad, then maybe you shouldn't be nominating them. Maybe you should rethink your nominations. Right. If you feel that bad, then you know in your heart that you did not do the right thing. Correct. And I believe over the rest of the week, she was trying to justify this and was getting kind of in turned kind of to angry and, you know, it it was odd. When someone listens to this, they're going to be like, "These people are ev- all over the place." All, oh, episode right on one, one, episode the third one, and back to the first. <laughs> it's like, because I just think of it all as one story, <laughs> you know. It, it really is, yeah. yeah.
1: it's hard when you've seen things and you know, like you're, uh, yes, I do no, I get it?
0: <laughs> so Tyler went to Christmas's hoh room and was up there for about two hours. The feeds cut off, and we were not allowed to see what they were talking about. The rumor came out after he was out of the room, because people were asking him. She was telling people he was up there just talking about how much he missed An- Angela. How much he missed Angela. But he told Bailey and Davon that he... Told her to put him up. That he wanted to go home. Uh, He went to he went to Bailey and Davon, and he said he thought that it was his fault that they were on the block because of things he had said back and forth uh, to Christmas that made Christmas think they were talking that they were going to come for her when they weren't. That's just how Tyler plays the game. But he felt bad about it this time. He didn't want to be the reason Bailey went home for a second time, but then also he kind of brought up Black Lives Matters in here. I don't know if he actually said that, but he said that you two are in here for a bigger cause. I want you to stay for the cause. I'm an ally of the cause, which all it could be in my opinion is a Black Lives Matter. There are some people that think that he just said that stuff but didn't mean any of it and never intended to leave. I think he intended to leave. I don't know. But I do know that Allison Grodner, one of the top producers, came to the house, talked to Tyler and the DR, and convinced him to stay. And the way he was convinced by what some people said was that they were going to take his $40,000, which is his fee he gets for playing, They were going to take his $40,000, but then they were going to charge him for his flight there for the two weeks that they had him staying somewhere, um, you know, during quarantine. That they were not just going to take his money, but they were going to make him pay everything back. And so at that point, he's like, well, I guess I'll stay then. How do you feel about a producer just like stepping in like that and changing the way the game should be going? You know, if Tyler wants to go, he should have the right to say, hey, put me up. But apparently in the rule book, which they pick and choose their own rules, but in the rule book, it says you're not allowed to ask people to vote you out of the house, which I never heard of that before.
1: You know what? It's very interesting because I've heard this brought up um, a couple of times where I'm pretty sure that's happened in the past. Um, wasn't it during uh, Big right. Brother Celebrity? And I, I don't remember her name, but she was breastfeeding. Oh and, yeah, um, she had she had asked everybody to vote her out of the house, and right. they let her go out of the house.
0: Yeah, I think that the rules for celebrity and normal are wow. probably different because they also get a lot more. Um, it's a lot nicer experience. <laughs> they get True. you know they get the food they want. They get it all nice and everything. And Davon had said that that was kind of how it was pitched to her, that it was going to be an all-star that would be similar to when they have the celebrity. And she's like, it's not at all (laughs) like they told me it was going to be. Yeah, I think the rules are probably different. I am sure if we thought back far enough, um, we could find someone that was asking people to vote them out. You know? Yes. Oh,
1: 100%. I'm sure there's got to be somebody. I can't think of anybody else off my head i can't think of anybody off the top of my head but i'm pretty sure there's probably people that have said i'm done i'm ready to go vote me out
0: yeah and there definitely it, has been
1: but even if that's against the rules what is big brother going to do if they vote them out step in and say no you can't vote them out you gotta send the other person home i mean
0: i don't know if this is a rule or not i don't know if is it a rule to tell the hoh that you want to be put on the block is that the same as asking people to send you home?
1: Um, it's not, because Christmas told... Uh, who was H.O.H. last week? Was that Enzo? Uh, yeah. Christmas told Enzo last week to put her on the block. Remember
0: that? Yeah, as a pawn. Yeah, as a pawn. But, but still, she wasn't I mean. asking him to send her home. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like at this point... Well, the season's been horrible, but... At this point, the yeah. producers were like, no, we can't let this happen. We can't let somebody quit. We've got to pull all everything out and be like, mm-mm, you're staying here. In the end, Christmas Christmas said she was considering uh, taking Davon down and putting Tyler up after their conversation, but later she said that she was not actually ever going to do that. She said, it would be horrible for my game. Because I'm sending home my untouchable Tyler and then I'm leaving two people in the house that are going to be mad at me so I kind of I kind of agree with her for her own personal game it probably wouldn't have been great to put Tyler up but it kind of also makes her look bad because it makes it look like she wants Devon and Bailey out so bad that she's not willing to, to let someone go home it
1: wasn't a win win situation for her because you're no. right if she put Tyler up it looks if she puts Tyler up, then she's putting her final two deal up, and if he goes out of the house, then she loses her final two person. But because she didn't, if she doesn't put them, if she doesn't put Tyler up, then she looks really bad to da- um, Davon and Bailey. Bas- yeah, basically saying I want one of you to go home, and that's why I'm not putting Tyler up. So it wasn't a good look for her either way. And she was kind of, and at that point, I did feel a little bit bad for her because she was put in a very tight spot of what do I do.
0: Right. I feel like she was put in several positions that were very difficult. I just don't know if she handled them the way she should have. Like, she could have handled things all week better. You know, I felt like all week long she was very insensitive.
1: Yes, that, that was the problem is that she did not handle any of these situations gracefully at all. She handled them the worst possible way you could handle them. Okay, so the veto speech um, basically... Christmas didn't use the veto on anybody, but I did love how Bailey said at the very end, she was like, can I, Christmas, can I show your are untouchable? And Christmas goes, no. And I was like, you know, I, I found it very funny and Christmas got really upset about it. And I was like, you want to broadcast everybody else's business, right. but you don't want your business broadcast. So it's like you probably should, in the future, think about this for gameplay and everything that um, if you don't want your business out there in the open, maybe you shouldn't necessarily be putting other people's business out in the open because what comes around goes around in this game.
0: Right. And I wish she had actually told Bailey who her untouchable was. <laughs> Bailey doesn't know. I know. <laughs> Bailey said Me that too. in a to make the other people think that, oh, she definitely has one. Well, Bailey has no idea if she what she has or whatever. But instead of Christmas saying, "I don't," I never told you or anything. She just goes, "No," and slams the, the box.
1: <laughs> yes, it did. It made it look like Bailey actually knew who her untouchable was. Right. And I, yeah, I really wish that Christmas would have told her because that would have just been great. Instead of saying, ba- or "Christmas, can I say who you're untouchable is?" Be like, "Christmas, I know that you're untouchable is Tyler." That <laughs> that would have just been great. Especially since uh, Bailey's already mad at Tyler because Bailey and Devon both think now that Tyler has played them both and that he never was going to put himself up on the block at all.
0: Right. Yeah, in order to save face, he had to say he, he changed his mind. He was just having a bad day, really missing Angela, but his head's back in the game. When I, I do believe that he was ready to go. I do too. Yeah, I don't think he used them or their cause, America's cause, really. But um, I don't think he was using that to play them. I think he was being serious. And then he was told, you're going to get a lot of punishment for this because you signed a contract. And then he's like, "Uh, okay, I guess I better take that back. And that's why I think, too, they used the whole spin off of, well,
1: Bailey is going to come after you, and she doesn't, you know, she wants you gone, or I forget, however they they spun that. And I think that's exactly why he said in, in the diary room, like, oh, I got my second life in the game because, you know, Bailey's coming after me, and here I was going to try to put myself up on the block.
0: They actually showed something. I remember now. Davon who was trying to convince Christmas that Bailey would not go for her, said that Bailey wanted Tyler's head on a platter. I don't know yes, that's that, what it was. I don't yes. Yeah, I don't know that Bailey actually said that. I think no. that yeah, I don't think she said that. I think this was Davon trying to trick Christmas into trusting Bailey and putting Tyler up, you know. And then so when Tyler comes in the room and this is after he just went and and you know, told them how much he cares and everything. He comes in the room and she says, "Well, according to Davon, Bailey wants your head on a platter." And he, and then he's like, pissed because he's like, "I just went and talked to them and said all this stuff, and now they're saying this when it was never true to begin with." That definitely um, didn't work out for Davon. The committee, you know, has six people in it, but anyone that's not been in that alliance has been surprised when they find out that. Well, that Christmas is in it. And Memphis uh, are the two most surprising ones, I guess. If she had not been a part of this, then maybe they could have done all these things and Devon was only using the information she had. It didn't really matter. No,
1: it didn't because that big six was just... there. Every season, there's always a big alliance and they're the ones that always run the house. The outsiders, they're constantly picked off. And I'm like, in one season, please, these outsiders realize, and especially when... If they've never played and when they're like in sequester waiting to come on, they're always showing them recent episodes of Big Brother.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: you think that some of them would kind of like trigger and be like, wait a second, I was never asked to be a part of this alliance. Maybe I'm not in that big alliance. I'm in the outside group and maybe us outsiders, we should all form together an alliance and go after that big group. But they never do. They just go along with whatever that big group wants to do and they all vote the same.
0: They don't realize it until it's too late most times. At you know early on, they don't realize there's a big alliance. And if it's someone like Tyler, he's going around telling everyone, "Hey, we're cool. You're my final two. We're, we're going to watch out for each other." You know, you usually have people in the big alliance that go around and and try to keep everybody calm so they won't like so they won't join together.
1: Yep, yeah, that's exactly how this game has been played out. It's going to be played out. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't normally both of the people on the block get to say something? Yeah. Uh, they get to do a speech and they didn't even show that on TV. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah,
0: they normally get a speech where they get to say why you should use the veto on me. And and sometimes they'll just stand up and say, I know you're not going to use it on me, so I'm not going to do a speech, but they didn't even show that.
1: Nope, they did not.
0: And on the previous episode, and I guess it's because he was talking a lot, but they didn't show any of Caser's goodbye messages.
1: No, and I didn't like that either because I wanted to see his go, goodbye messages. I like when they do the goodbye messages because sometimes do too. They're, they're really snarky and sometimes they're really good. We're like, oh, okay, that person actually is pretty decent.
0: Right. So I would have liked to have seen them even if they were had not had time to show it on air. They could have put it on... You know, CBS All Access. You know, I kind of wish they'd put all of the goodbye messages on there because we usually only see two or three.
1: Yeah, that would actually be pretty cool if they did that.
0: So, yeah, they didn't show the messages last week, and this week, you're right, they didn't show uh, any kind of veto speeches. I don't know if it's because they just ran out of time because there was a lot of stuff going on. I don't remember there ever being a time, though, that they didn't do that. Yeah. Um, I don't, know. I don't remember
1: either. It was just—it was—it was just really weird. But I guess also it didn't have a significant impact in the game at all, so it was probably yeah. not of significance.
0: Well, yeah, they probably wanted to um, be able to fit everything in, I guess. And then when it was over, uh, I think Christmas hugged Devon, and then Christmas went to hug Bailey, and she said, "Can I hug you?" I think Bailey said something like, no ma'am, you may not, <laughs> something like that, and uh, that's when Christmas started to get mad, you know, she she said she could separate personal from game, she said that, well, this is game, so why won't she hug me, That that's personal, and so it's between that episode and the next episode that we have, uh, yeah, we have the fighting. That was a very intense fight, that's like our first intense fight of like the season,
1: it was so frustrating to watch
0: yes it was a very intense fight it started with Davon and Christmas in the bathroom talking about well if she she's taking this personal she's not being my friend anymore she doesn't want to hug me and Davon's like you just put her on the block what do you expect well she told me she could separate game and she could separate personal like, what, what does that even mean Like, if you put your good friend on the block and they don't want to hug you, well, people are going to have emotions even if they can typically separate the game from personal things. Like, you can't expect her to jump up and hug you and be like, It's okay, bestie. I mean, I don't know what Christmas was expecting here.
1: Exactly. She wasn't even giving her a moment to be upset about the fact that she is still on the block. I mean, and that to me was really frustrating. And Christmas, I don't even think Christmas still gets it. It's like she's allowed to be upset. Give her that time to be upset. Like they've all told her, like she's allowed to be upset. And she right. is allowed to be upset. Anybody in that situation would have been upset. And Christmas is the one playing victim, taking it personal. Like, oh, she's upset with me because of it. Well, yes, yeah, she's allowed to be upset with you at this moment because of it. But just because somebody's upset with you about something that you did, doesn't mean that they're going to hate you. doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to be friends anymore. They're allowed to take that moment and to be upset. And then, you know, Bailey probably would have gotten over it. Um, but then Christmas just had to escalate to a whole other level.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Christmas and Davon, they're 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 yelling at each other, uh, even though Davon, Davon is just repeating herself, basically saying she's on the block, give her some space, give her some space, to which... Devon finally is like, you know, I'm I'm getting out of here. But before that happened, Bailey, I'm not sure where she came from. She came from the diary room and she heard the yelling and she said, what's going on? And someone told her Devon and Christmas are fighting in the bathroom. So she goes running in there. And at that point, Devon is like, I'm done with this and left. And Christmas immediately just starts yelling at Bailey when she had not even been in the room before this happened. That was that was horrible. Yeah, she she was yelling when Bailey was not. Then she's like, "Okay, you're right. I need to calm down," but she couldn't stay calm down. Then she's putting her she's putting her hands all up in her face, which to me is like very much trying to provoke someone to do something about it. If you're yelling at someone with your hands in your face, you're hoping that they either back down or that they're going to push back. And I think she almost wanted Bailey to hit her, you know, push her or something so that she could sit, have a reason to dislike Bailey. You know, but Bailey, well, it, Bailey's like, get back, get back. And then when she starts clapping with every other word, that is definitely aggressive. I was like, oh my God, she's being so aggressive. And then, you know, Davon came in, she got Bailey, she took her outside. Even then, Christmas was like, I don't know what they're, you know, upset about. And it is sad, but true, that if a black woman on reality television gets angry, they are often called the angry black woman. And that has happened. Um, It's happened on the challenge, with Bailey and it's happened on Big Brother with both Bailey and Davon so it's important to them that they keep their image good and don't do anything that people might consider I think Bailey at one point said that people would call her ghetto if she did some of this those those are her words not mine Christmas was doing things to provoke them and if they were white they probably could've got right back in her face, clap in their hands, and then I don't know what those people would be called, but maybe they'd be called white trash. But uh, it's not possible in this day and age to to be a black person on a reality show and then get angry because there's so many people in the world that are just looking for an excuse to, to dislike them, to dislike a person of color. I, I agree. I mean, I don't know what they could have done other than left the situation, which is what they did. I, I
1: don't like how Christmas was sticking her hands in Bailey's face and Bailey was like, please stop doing that. And she wouldn't stop doing it. And then she's sitting there clapping at her. And I'm like, what is wrong with you, Christmas? And then even even when, you know, they were outside and everything, Bailey and Devon, and they came in and they were ignoring her. And Kevin was even trying to say Christmas why don't you go upstairs? And Chris is like, no, I have the right to be in the house. Yeah. And then, and then she
0: started with him again. And I was like, what is your
1: problem?
0: A lot of people brought it back up this week, but I already knew about it. But uh, we know that Christmas does have some anger issues. Yes, we do. Her. So I guess it must be Loyal's dad, because it was at the time it was her baby daddy. So her baby daddy cheated on her, and she. Drove, I don't remember how many hours she drove somewhere, found him at a bar, and just started ramming her truck into the woman's car over and over again. Someone that does that, first of all, why would they invite someone that has that kind of criminal thing going on very recently, just in the last two years, why would they have someone like that come on the show?
1: I agree. I agree with you. That's like a liability issue right there. Right.
0: They know that she can be triggered into being extremely angry and violent. And I yeah. know she wasn't attacking a person, but when you ram in your car into their car over and over again, you know, you don't know what they might do. And I, you know, well, I thought they did background checks on people. I know they already knew all of these people, but it's all over the news. There's no way they didn't know that this happened and they still brought her back.
1: Well, and this house is like a pressure cooker. I mean, yeah. it does even somebody that doesn't have any anger issues just being stuck in this house alone can just trigger people to have like these, these issues, you know? I mean, I, it can't be easy to get along with all these different people. Everyone's got different backgrounds, especially, you know, it, it's got to be a very stressful game, and and they got a lot of downtime, so that's all you're constantly thinking about is playing the game and what's going on and being paranoid and everything.
0: I mean if I was in that situation, I know I would be freaking out. Probably not aggressively. I'd probably be the person in the bed crying. But uh, so yeah. Can so, we, can we talk about poor Ian though? Yeah, we will soon. We will soon, I promise. No, no, no. Can we talk about poor Ian in the shower when he brought Oh his oh towel? yes <laughs> Oh yeah, poor Ian that whole time. He just wanted to get someone to get him a towel. <laughs> And no one was well, paying
1: attention you know, to <laughs> I, What I was thinking, though, is I was like, he's walking by trying to take a shower when they're talking. I'm like, oh, buddy, I'm like, this is the wrong time to take a shower. You should have just turned and walked right. around. Like, Kevin, <laughs> did you see Kevin, too? Because when Davon and Christmas were talking, kevin went and walked into the bathroom and then he sees just and he turned like around slowly walked
0: away He's like, <laughs> i was like smart man don't get involved yeah it's not <laughs> a good idea to get involved in this and i do feel bad for in who had no idea what he was what he was walking no, into he <laughs> no. when he like get, got school. in the shower and poor guy had to wait until it was all over for someone to give him a towel. <laughs> I was like, poor guy, poor guy. No, I, yeah, that was a poor guy. He's like, I was just looking, I was just hoping someone would give me a towel. Which <laughs> is so funny, because in the midst, like, you know, he's not going to interrupt them, though. Like, they're yelling. No. He's not going to be like, excuse me, can you give me a towel? Like, he's just going to stay there funny. and wait. That would have actually been funny, though, if he just interrupted them. But he's not that type. No, I don't think he is. I don't think he'd interrupt people. No. So after all of this is over, Christmas goes back to the HOH room to cry some more. I don't know what's up with this woman. Uh, It's sort of like, almost like she's got a split personality or something. She goes from being aggressive and yelling at them to going to her bed and crying. And then when people came in, she said that they were bullying her. I have no idea how she could possibly come up with that. After what had happened, there is no one that was going to believe that she was the one being bullied. Um, Davon no. and Bailey did a very good job of not letting her get to them to the point where there was more aggression. And I
1: I think that Christmas doing this is going to be the death of her in this game because I think did. her alliance is now done with her. With how this all situation? how I think her alliance is done with her with how this whole situation turned out and the fact that she was arguing with them and everything. I think her lines is done and I think she's going soon.
0: Yes. I I think that when when they start taking shots, Christmas probably be one of the first ones gone. Someone like davon wins i can't imagine that she doesn't want to put christmas up well actually so we have this girl issue i don't think we've ever gotten this far in a season and been down to four girls maybe we have i mean i'd have to delay. i
1: agree i'm like why are we getting out all these girls and these girls aren't seeing it i'm like stop voting out all the girls do not see it and it's not even the girls that well except for christmas That are saying let's vote out girls. It's the guys in the HOH power that are voting out the girls. Right. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. And and they went, you know, that was part of their idea with Christmas putting Tyler up was, and they had even said this to her before she had put anyone up that, hey, look, they're voting the girls out. We're down to five. We can't let our numbers get any lower. Let's the five of us work together and make sure that we don't put any more girls up she made it sound like she agreed she did she was playing she wasn't really going for it and I don't think Davon Davon is like I'm going forward with it but I don't count Christmas <laughs> so I think we're gonna end up I think it's unlikely we're going to have a female winner
1: I think so too
0: I mean Danny and Nicole probably have the best shots You know, they're both in a similar boat, but I feel like Nicole's in a better boat. uh, Yeah. Because both Danny and Cody can and Ian (laughs) consider her their final two, or they're untouchable. So she's really untouchable, I guess, when she has three people that are saying that. And... I think it's crazy that they've just been getting rid of the the women over and over again, and we're going to run out of women eventually. So yeah, that's sad. You know, I I re- I'm still rooting for Davon to win. It's just going to be very difficult at this point. Something major is going to have to change. The
1: episode was basically the uh, well. So then with the vote, uh, it was what was it? It was was it nine or ten? Ten to zero. Yeah. And Bailey got voted out of the house. It was very sad. Although I think Davon is the better one to stay in the house. I think Davon will be able to ruffle feathers better and be able to position herself. Whereas I, I like Bailey this season. I think she did a really good job. But I think Davon is a little bit better game player in Big Brother. If that makes sense, right? And I think she, and I think she's gonna go farther than Bailey could.
0: The thing that kills me is that as many days as Davon has played this game, she's never once won any comp, ever won a comp. And she almost won one this past week. Which, you know, you don't have to win comps to win Big Brother. There's three parts. It's, you know, it helps.
1: Look at Enzo and Memphis. Wasn't this the first time ever that they won HOH? And yeah. they both got pretty far in their seasons,
0: Right. Yeah, so this is the first time they both got an HOH, which made me wonder if during their actual season, if they might have thrown it, if they were in a spot where they felt like they were safe and didn't want to have the blood on their hands. But I don't know. I, n- I never heard anyone say they threw it, so I am just was guessing out loud because they seem to be so much better at comps, or Enzo especially is like doing a lot better at comps than they were before. And I don't know, maybe well, they... <laughs>
1: Enzo had the brigade to back him up, so he and they were running the whole entire season. So yeah, he didn't need to win comps. He, he didn't need to win comps. He was really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was in a good spot uh, and everything. Mm -hmm. Memphis as well was in a pretty good spot. Uh, Him and Dan were basically Dan was running the show, and Memphis was the lucky one that Dan had an alliance with. I did
1: love how Bailey called him Grandpa leaving the house. That that to me is hysterical because he is like a crabby old grandpa. I mean he's he's yeah. been very crabby in this house.
0: I've been calling him that the the um, angry old grandpa or old angry old man since like week two, <laughs> and now heard he's hurt like his a- back, and <laughs> so it's like. That's not hard. He's hard his
1: heart is back. He goes to bed early. He did like when his, he had his HOH. He went to bed early. Didn't want to talk to anybody. He's like, I already know what I'm doing. Yeah. I haven't talked to anybody. <laughs> like, yeah, ow. he's
0: like, I'm locking my door. I'm going to bed. Don't come up here. I already know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. Uh, so yeah, he goes to bed as basically as early as they're allowed to go to bed, which is ten o'clock. And he sleeps, but he doesn't sleep late. Uh, I will say he gets up well before everybody else, probably an hour or two before everyone else gets up. And um, it used to be that uh, Kaser would get up kind of early as well, And but now it's mostly just Memphis sitting around drinking his coffee and not much else going on. So, yeah, they're not exactly morning people, you know. <laughs> They
1: never are in the house.
0: (laughs) No. It just sucks because they, you know, it's three hours different. So it's hard for me to stay up past midnight. (laughs) If I didn't have kids that were in virtual school, that was, you know, really stressing me out, things like that, then I could stay up as late as I wanted to, but I've got so much going on that I'm just, I can't do it. I think I should have tried 10 years ago or something. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah not not these days i end up reading uh everything that happened while i was asleep but i do end up seeing a whole whole lot of stuff i mean there is stuff that happens during the day
1: what, what i don't understand is why whenever anybody gets evicted why julie has to talk about this committee and show their pictures and let everybody know that hey there's this committee i mean she's like so obsessed, she's obsessed. with this committee
0: she really is she's obsessed it, I don't think she likes the committee. (laughs) Yeah. She was obviously a huge fan of Janelle's and seemed like a pretty big fan of Caser's. Yeah, she always wants to show them that, I guess because it didn't, I guess because in this case they wanted to be like, look, this is why Christmas put you up is because she's actually in this big alliance and you're not in it kind of thing. And especially for, like, Kaser and Janelle, they were shocked that Memphis was a part of it. And it explained to them why Memphis didn't work with them early on, which could have totally changed the game around.
1: To be honest, I forget that—I forgot this whole week that Memphis was in the house until they showed the (laughs) committee. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's Memphis. Like, you didn't see him at all. He wasn't mentioned nothing.
0: He doesn't do a whole lot. so after she got out, yeah, I don't know why she always feels the need to tell them about the committee. Um, also, we always wonder why Julie doesn't have to wear a mask
1: while the other
0: person does. You know does. what? That
1: was my question, too. It's like, I don't understand. And she even says, you're leaving the big brother bubble. Right. Make sure you put your mask on. And I'm like, they've been tested. They obviously don't have it. They're coming out. You're the one that's right. not in a bubble. Right. You're, you're the one. To them, <laughs> yes. Not- vice versa i don't understand and you know what i heard even somebody mentioning like why don't they just put a big plexiglass on the stage so that way the person coming out doesn't have to wear the mask and you can actually understand what they're saying when they
0: talk right have you had a hard time understanding what they're saying
1: sometimes it is sometimes it isn't it just depends for me it's hard to understand people mask in general like i'm always like what but I'm also a little, little <laughs> deaf. <death-threatening. laughs>
0: I also have a hard time telling people talking, like, what did you say? Yeah, they don't have to wear a mask. I can still be like, what? What?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when they wear a mask, it is a little bit more difficult to hear them because sometimes their words sound more muffled.
0: Yeah, I guess I just haven't noticed that as being an issue, but I can see if other people are having a hard time understanding, then. Yeah, you would think they would fix that. I just don't get why Julie doesn't wear one if they're gonna make the other person wear one. Like you said, they being tested, they just came out of the bubble. Almost certainly do not have COVID.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, you know, there's like a 99% chance. With Julie, I have no idea what she's doing with her life. I don't know if she's going places or if she's not, you know, I have no clues. I don't know if she's getting tested all the time too. Exactly. Yeah, so that mask thing, it, it annoys people. Uh, just because she's not giving a very good example by not wearing a mask. Well,
1: that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, yes, she is not giving a good example about that. Because,
0: yeah, all these people watching TV and Julie's not wearing a mask, it doesn't set the greatest example for the people out there watching. People should be able to figure out on their own they should wear a mask, but there's a lot of people that don't wear a mask, and I think by her and other people that host shows or whatever not wearing one it makes it seem like it's not as important as it is so when Bailey left she hugged Christmas and she whispered something I'm not exactly sure what she said but I think she told Julie that she told her that she loved her and they would talk about all this when she got out of the house so in the end Bailey didn't take it personally Maybe after she sees the episode, she might, when she sees how much of a victim Christmas was trying to be when there was no one being a bully.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the thing is, like, yeah, victims... That's the thing is, Christmas is taking this very personal, and I'm like, but you were the HOH, you nominated him. you won the veto, and you kept the nominations the same, and now you're playing victim that Bailey's upset with you when she had to be the bigger person to come to you and say, it's okay, I'm not mad at you. When it should have been vice versa, Christmas should have been the one that said... I really hope you don't take this personal. I really like you, but it's just a gameplay that I put you up there. But that none of that was ever explained. And, and Christmas is just playing the victim. And it drives me crazy because Nicole plays the victim too. Oh, but that's yeah. another situation. Yeah,
0: yeah she does. God. Did Bailey have any special messages? I don't
1: think, honestly, I don't remember her messages. I don't think so. I, I, think, mean, there's I all, think It was like... all the basic
0: messages like, sorry, you go? I can't wait to yeah. get out of the house. Yeah, Davon left one that you know, said they were going to be sisters or friends or what for life. but.
1: <laughs> um, did you find it really weird that Julie called Davon and Bailey Thelma in the week? I just thought it was really odd. It
0: is odd. I mean, it's about two crazy white women <laughs> I yeah, mean, I was... that decide after they, you know, yeah, I think they did kill their husbands. I don't remember it that well, but... Yeah, so they decided just, you know, go over a cliff and be done with it, which I don't think you should ever say to someone, <laughs> you're the new Thelma and Louise. But, yeah, I, I understand why she said it, because they were like, you know, ride or die. But still, it's a weird thing. And also, do you think it is weird the way Julie is ending her episodes? Yes, because the quote that she used was really weird. Her quote that she used, let kindness be the rule,
1: everything you say i'm like that is like really bizarre
0: that is weird i I don't
1: know (laughs) it is like i don't know where she's like yeah like it's it's, she's never done it before and also now she's doing quotes at the end of every episode every thursday episode it's just really weird And and they're weird quotes too it's strange
0: i've never heard that one before do you think it's from the bible I don't know.
1: I've never heard it either.
0: Because recently I saw her do a little video and she was talking about things that she'd learned from the Bible and talking about bringing everyone back to God and other stuff in which I have no problem with people doing that. I mean, she's a celebrity. She wants to use her power to bring people to god just i don't remember anyone ever telling me before me ever seeing before that she was a really religious person well and she's
1: using weird quotes too it's not like she's using like quotes that people like oh yeah that's a good quote it's just like random quotes
0: i think she was saying that she has this devotional book that she likes a lot and was telling people what it was and maybe they are quotes from that it just, she seems very different this season.
1: Yes, she definitely does seem different this season.
0: Yeah. We got to talk about what she said, at the, what Julie said at the
1: end. There was going to be no battle back for pre-jury.
0: Yes, she did say that. She said, so everyone sitting there is in has made jury, which that's all David has wanted this whole time. Like, He's talked about it so many times how important it is to him to make jury. and I don't know if he had a plan past that, uh, but he made jury. And that's special to him is not very many black males have made it to jury. It's a small percentage that I've heard him talk about before. And so I can understand why this is a big deal for him. It's kind of uh, yeah. maybe even, I don't want to say a record, but... Because he's not the only person that's ever made it, but it's a small, it's a small number. You know, and he came back for that reason, and you know, I applaud him for making it that far. I honestly didn't think he was going to. you know? <laughs> I thought. I didn't think so either. I was like, man, this guy's the worst player. I don't think he's. I think if he'd been on another season, he'd definitely be gone by now. But they're just kind of, they're kind of just pushing him to the side because they don't think of him as a threat and. you know so oh, who knows maybe he'll make it even further
1: well do you think Julie told them that there was no pre-jury battle back do you think there's going to be a battle back for the jury members when they get out
0: I'm not sure I don't know um uh, they were saying like in counts the days and knows when they're leaving everything and according to him they don't have enough time to have a battle back week or something like that yeah, I don't know. I I hope so. I would love to see a jury battle back. Um just because I think we deserve something. I was so disappointed that we did not have a pre-jury battle back. I was really I was really upset with
1: that. I was really hoping we were getting a pre-jury battle back just I know. so that that somebody could have gotten back in, but Hopefully this is no. Well, I don't even know if I want a jury
0: battle back because I know, the people that are people, left, right?
1: <laughs> unless Davon gets out, she would be the only one that I'm like. I really hope there is a jury battle back so she can get back in the game. Everybody else, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's okay if you get out.
0: That's that's true. There's not as many people that I care about now, so I guess I'm just surprised they didn't give us one. I don't understand why they couldn't keep people quarantined. They're already quarantined. They just have to move them. To another place the jury house and exactly that's
1: <laughs> where they could have put them yes the jury put house. them all
0: in the jury house just with each other and then battle back time bring them all back or some seasons they've had it where as soon as you're voted out you battle back for that spot and then you know what i mean where they don't all battle back together it's sort of like the first person goes up against the second person and then that person goes up against the third person as opposed to oh, that would
1: have been really good. Yeah, that would have been cool
0: to watch. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been easy, too. So, this season feels like they just threw it together. You know.
1: They did. <laughs> and it really shouldn't even be called an all-star season. Season, It should no. be called a returning player season.
0: Oh, well, I think someone like Christmas and David should have been on something like second chances. Especially because... He got out in a situation where he wasn't even nominated or voted out, you know. He couldn't even win a veto. And she hurt her foot early on. So, you know, I could see having them on a second chances or whatever, but the show itself is not giving us a lot of all-star competitions and prizes. (laughs) You know, you'd think they would have maybe a big luxury game or something. I just would expect all-stars to be bigger. Then this all stars is.
1: Bigger and better. I am I'm, I'm disappointed in these competitions. The HOH comps, they're all these crapshoot comps where it's like anybody could win. Yeah. I like the more endurance. You think it'd be a little bit harder to get HOH or harder to get the veto than it is. Right. I mean last last week was the first time that we really saw an endurance comp during a veto competition, which I thought was kinda weird that they did that during a veto comp. That would have been a much better like HOH comp. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't understand it myself. It it doesn't make a lot of sense, but we do know that they finally did have an endurance. Uh, we saw it at the end of this episode that for the next HOH, it was um, endurance. So we did finally have an endurance stand on a wall kind of thing, which I think we've been waiting for something like that for a while.
1: It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out on yeah on Sunday's episode.
0: I saw some of it personally on the live feeds, and then the rest, I saw video clips of of um, the way Memphis was talking about Ian. Were you able to watch some of those clips?
1: I didn't see the clips, but I've read articles about it and I've seen that I've seen I've read a lot of stuff about what happened. I mean, I even heard that um, production had to even talk to I know at least Danny, and I don't remember who else they talked to, but it was Nicole
0: down. was one of
1: them. Yeah, Nicole lost a whole. But did you see Nicole lost a whole bunch of endorsements?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was going to talk about that. Um, as we all know, in he's on the spectrum. He likes to rock. I mean, he's on the spectrum, and he he maybe does do things differently than us. But that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean we have the right to make fun of him. For doing what's natural to him and what makes him feel good. Memphis uh, came into the bedroom where Danny, Cody, and Nicole were all laying on the bed and he came in he said Ian is freaking me out he's like a totally different person than he was last week and which I'm not sure what he meant by that he was saying his mannerisms were all different things like that but he was make he was definitely making fun of Ian he said there's Things like, I don't want to, I don't, can't quote, but he said things like, um, there's something just not right with that guy. He, you know, you all know he's not normal. Things like that in, in a derogatory way. And everyone in the room was laughing. And just that was hilarious. And then Danny said, oh, I'm going to tell N to come sit at the end of your bed tonight. And I was just like, oh, no, that would terrify me if I woke up and saw him staring at me. And, you know, they were just making a big joke out of him and it's very insensitive. Yeah, so Nicole, who calls herself a social in- influencer, uh, some she has lost some sponsors from Yeah, so even Danny, Danny said, I'll tell Ian to come sit at the foot of your bed tonight and um, stare at you. Uh, he said, if I wake up and he's sitting at the bottom of my bed, I'm going to kick his teeth out. He also was saying red rum in reference to The Shining and has said, has implied that he thinks of Ian as scary, like the guy from The Shining is. Very disrespectful things to say about someone in the house, much less someone that is already struggling with, you know, being on the spectrum. They have to do things that are comfortable for him. He has to do those things. So, yes, so Nicole was in the room, and she calls herself a social influencer, social media influencer. She sells quite a lot of stuff on her Instagram. Her and Vic have a popular podcast that they, I'm assuming, they get advertisement from. I've never listened to it. Um, And then, also, there was some people that were going to sponsor part of her wedding, So I'm not sure how they found out. I'm assuming it was fans contacted them about it. But Olive Olay came out and said they were no longer going to work with her.
1: I don't know, but I know there was a wine company that was going to provide all the wine for
0: her wedding, and they pulled out, too. Have they for sure pulled out? Because the last time I looked, it said they were looking into it. I thought I saw that they pulled out, but I could be wrong. But then, yes, so somebody had contacted the winery about this, and they were supposed to donate hundred dollars personalized bottles of wine to her wedding and you know that's a sponsor it's like you know it's got the wine name on it winery's name and everything uh and I saw some people contacted them and all I saw after that was that they were going to be looking into it and be considering this before they made a decision I read that yesterday I haven't read anything today so it's very possible that they did do that and this kind of thing wouldn't affect someone like Danny or Cody well maybe Cody he teaches he um he does boys soccer Memphis owns quite a few restaurants and you would think maybe he would worry about that but in his case I can even be like okay well how about we not screw up his 20 restaurants because there's so many employees there and all that but at the same time Nicole is the only one facing facing any kind of punishment I guess you could say for what happened she really didn't say anything but she was laughing everything they were saying she was laughing she thought it was fun and she's supposed to be such a big friend of ends that she should have said something or left the room in my opinion that you don't just sit there and let someone make fun of your good friend Um, in that way and if you're going to be a social media influencer then you have to realize anything you do on here can affect that it can make it better or worse and a lot of feeds are on 24 7 so you know you would think that she would try to do a better job of you know presenting herself as a good role model not a bad one I, i don't know it was very sad when i saw them talking about him i Ian is such a nice person, and he's so smart. He doesn't deserve to be made fun of like that and have so many people talk about it. I don't know what kind of um, talk they were given to, but yesterday Danny came out of the DR, and Nicole was about to go in, and Nicole said something like, she said, "What what do you need to prep me for? And she said, for us being mean? And so she already knew that she had been mean, you know? Like before she went in the diary room she's like is that what they were asking you about about us being mean so i know the two of them got called in and talked to i would hope that memphis and cody were also spoken to i just didn't happen to see that part if you know that they're calling you in because you know that you were mean to someone then there's you can't go back and say oh i wasn't thinking about it at the time but you know it's like you knew
1: well, the thing, is, the thing that's frustrating, too, is a lot of them are parents. So how yeah. would you feel if somebody would, th- this was your child and somebody was making fun of them? Did they think
0: about that? No. No. Well, yeah, Danny has a, a little girl. Memphis has a son. I mean, I know Ian's older, but still, it's
1: like this is so wrong on so many levels. Your kids are going to be watching this at some point. Right. Do you really want your kids to know that you made fun of somebody for this? I mean, come on.
0: I really don't think memphis cares honestly
1: i don't think he does either i can't uh, i hope he's gone
0: soon <laughs> yeah i mean he really doesn't seem to care about other people's feelings he he's kind of like oh, oh well no. like there's
1: exactly he does, he, not. he does
0: not care he'll make fun of you and be like oh well you know whatever i thought it was funny i said it because it was funny that's what he will say so i i was sad to see something like this happen on the feeds and then I read articles about it the next day. In this case, people, I'm guessing fans, must have started a petition or said, let's all email her sponsors. I mean, I don't think like overnight that her sponsors would suddenly be like, oh, we have to drop her if there wasn't a lot of noise about it. Do you feel like in this game that it's okay for people to try and in this case, maybe, you know, sink your career some. I'm not the type that would ever do something
1: like that. Yeah, me either. But, but they have done it in the past. They've gotten people fired before from their jobs for different things. Right. So I am not surprised that fans went ahead and did this at all. Um, whether it's okay or not, I mean, that's kind of like a fine line right there.
0: Yeah.
1: And they've come out with articles and everything on this. So, I mean, their sponsors may at some point. I've seen this well,
0: the articles that I was reading was about her losing the spon- two to sponsors. Um, so I don't know if there was an article out before that or not. Oh, uh, yeah, when they get out of the house, I think they're gonna be pretty surprised at how much people dislike quite a few of them. Um, not gonna use the word hate, yeah. but uh, yes, as a social influencer. You may not have as many people to influence now. Although there are definitely people that just watch the episodes and don't watch live feeds or keep up with it that will continue to follow her. You know, it probably won't even affect her that much. She can get another sponsor. It would bother me more if it was someone that was like a single mom or something. You know, she's she's engaged. She won the money before. She's getting paid 40000 for being on here. She's charging people $3,000 to go to her wedding. I don't think that this is gonna affect her that much financially. But in general, I don't think that we should go after their personal lives. But in this case, this was not game at all. This was no game, this was flat out, we're making fun of someone and we're laughing at them. And not only are we making fun of them and laughing at them, but we know that he has autism and he has spoke to the house guest before about this. So there's no excuse. There's no reason. There's no good reason to do this, even if you are thinking it's funny. And I will say this. Uh, you remember Jerry from Memphis' season, uh, 10? Yes. Yep, so, I remember him. So Cody the other day said Memphis is the new Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: the, the other thing is, too, is that these houseguests, this is the first time that they've played. They have played multiple times. They should know better than to watch what they say and what they do on these live feeds because it could make or break them when they get out of the house.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And especially with the controversies of last season, you think that they would have gotten a better talking to? I mean, I, I think they did get a talking to about something, but you think that would kind of sink into everything that you say on here and do? People are going to take notice to it
0: right yeah i mean i know cbs was maybe trying to have a cast more diverse uh, so that they wouldn't have the racist people saying it's a racist season that thing and they did have a fairly diverse cast but um you know they're already getting rid of them case middle eastern muslim you know you don't see that on reality very much and um than Bailey, that leaves only three people. And I wouldn't be surprised at all um, if whoever wins puts two of those up, unless it's one of those three people. Yeah. So Correct. we're getting rid of the women and we're getting rid of um, people of color. So, yeah, the final six will probably be all white, all white men, maybe. Is there six white men in the house still? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but I, yeah. I agree. I think when it gets down to Final Four, it's going to be all white men. That's what it's going to be.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's only, oh, there's only two guys in the house that aren't white. Well, yeah. That's it. So yeah, That's it. Yeah, I would totally expect the Final Four or even more Final Five or Final Six to be a bunch of dudes. Which is predictable. You know, it's so predictable that the people that, oh, they come in, they look alike. They say, hey, let's work together. And then they make it to the end because we always start out with more white men than we do any people of color. You know, why not have it more even, like have um, eight white men and eight men that are not white? You know, that seems like a simple solution in my opinion, but, you know. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm really hoping somehow Davon can
1: make it to the end. I don't think so, but I really want her to win. I she want her to just... win so bad.
0: Yeah, Davon yeah, is too. definitely... Heavily who I'm rooting for so okay so you're you're rooting for Davon let's say Davon goes out this week who's your next person
1: uh, um, I guess Ian
0: yeah you have anyone after that
1: No. <laughs> uh, well maybe I don't know like it's hard <laughs> I would say Kevin, but he's not – Kevin is playing so differently this season. Like, I really liked him his season he played. He did really well. He doesn't even yeah. have a good read on the house this season at all. Like, he's so far out of the loop that he's not going to make it very far. I think they're just dragging him along if he doesn't get put up this week or next and go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just dragging him along because he's like, David, they're just – at the end, We'll just. they're easy to get rid of because they're not working with anybody and they're by themselves, and I think those are just the people that they just like to take along with them, and at some point, they just get rid of them.
0: Yeah, right now, they just see him as a pawn um, that mm-hmm. they can use when they need to. He's not done a very good job at playing the game this season. I mean, he's has spread rumors and lies, but none of them have really had much effect. Um, the biggest thing, I guess, would be when he lied to Nicole A., about stuff that he thought uh, Janelle and Kayser were doing to her, which they weren't. <laughs> you know, that really screwed up her game and his game, really. Yeah, I don't think he's, he's not, I don't know. I don't know if he just thinks he can slide by, if he's going to float by. I would have thought by now he would have tried harder, but he made it to the jury without trying at all, so <laughs> maybe that's why he's not trying harder. <laughs>
1: I did to say that Enzo is playing a much better game than I thought he would play.
0: Yes, I am impressed with Enzo and I don't hate Enzo. I'm not saying I want him to win, but I think I'd be okay with it out of all those guys. Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: out of all the other rest of them, I would be okay with him winning.
0: Yeah, he's a cool guy. I mean, he, he uh, I can't even do it. He just is like, every conversation, yo, man, yeah, I know, yo, what you, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. At least, at
1: least he stopped <laughs> calling himself meow meow in the room. room. <laughs> least, like, you've got to
0: stop with that. I'm like, you are how old and you're calling yourself meow meow? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, okay, so. For me, yeah, Davon, Ian, and then maybe Enzo um, would be my top three. Then I guess Kevin and then David, and then I don't want to go any further. (laughs) Hopefully we have somebody make it further than that that we can root for. It sucks when you have no one to root for. You know, I like to root yes. for, I you typically do root for underdogs, but the underdogs haven't got like by now you would think they would have got something. They would have won something, something would have happened. So, that's
1: the problem is you know that they're all getting picked off left and right, so they're not gonna be at the end. So it's hard to root for them when you know like next week. It's probably their week of going home.
0: Right now, who do you think is most likely in like in the best spot to win? Oh, that's
1: that's a good question. Um, girl-wise, I think it's Nicole, um, because the guys are all in good with her, and a lot of the guys want Danny out, and honestly, I don't think, I think they're going to try to get Dave Dave on out here soon.
0: Probably. Um,
1: guy-wise, that's a good question. I know it's not Tyler. I think they want Tyler out. Um.
0: Yeah, at this point, you don't... I mean, honestly, if someone's in your alliance or they're your final two and they're just going around telling people, I kind of want to go home, I'm ready to go home, you yeah. don't have as much faith in that person. You know, if you're in an alliance with that person, you have to start thinking, well, what happens if next week he decides to go home? You know, you, it's, that's a hard situation when somebody has expressed that.
1: Yeah, so I'm not really sure guy wise who is in the best. I mean, it could be Enzo, everyone seems to like him. Um, I don't think Cody has a good chance of winning, I think he's gonna be gone. Um, who else does that leave? Memphis, I don't know. I think, I think Memphis is another one they just kind of drag along too. Um, who else am I missing?
0: He, yeah. he doesn't have a good. Um. Yeah.
1: Ian's not in that group, so I don't think he's going to yeah. go very far. Although, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him win.
0: No, I'd, I would I would love to see Ian win, even if he did win once before. I mean, he's yes. a good guy. But all season, Co- on the live feed, Cody has no vocabulary. People will say a word, and he'll be like, oh, what's that mean? And they'll be like, oh, I never heard that before. And I'm like, how is that possible?
1: Um, yeah. Pl- oh, pliable.
0: The- That's what – okay, so today – Ian said that one of these two people was more pliable. And Cody goes, pliable? He's like, you're so smart, Ian. I'm going to have to start using these words. Like like he doesn't know what pliable means, you know? Uh, there's been quite a few times he's done that. Do you think, though, so
1: if that Ian or Nicole, if they're not together at the end, and one that makes it to the end, that the jury will vote for them? even though they've won before, or they're going to automatically vote for the other person because, won be- they, because they haven't won?
0: I think it's going to depend on what type of jury we have. Because it's All-Stars, you would expect it to not be a bitter jury and to vote based on gameplay. Um, but if there is a bitter jury... Well, even if there is a bitter jury, Ian hasn't done anything to anyone. Now, on the other hand, Nicole... I don't think Nicole is going to win against most anyone.
1: Correct. She and, hasn't done anything. She's won no comps. She's done nothing.
0: Right, and uh, and also people are there are going to be people that are pissed at her. Ian, um, though, I think maybe I, it's it will be hard. I just think it's going to depend on how the jury is, who he's sitting with, and all that. Um, but I mean if I had to bet money, I would say is not going to win. Um, and like I said, I don't think it's gonna be girl. I don't think it's gonna be a person of color. So I don't think it's gonna be Tyler or Cody. So that doesn't that, that leaves like Enzo and Memphis and I'm like, uh, I don't think it's gonna be Memphis. So now I'm like maybe Enzo, I mean maybe Enzo's in the best spot. He's not technically in any like real alliance. He has a final three with Cody and Tyler, but he's very close to Davon, you know, so he's, he's close to a lot of people, but he's not in any alliance right now. He had the slick six, but you know, that got all messed up. Um, yeah, at first he said, now we could be the sly five and then he said (laughs) right (laughs) he's like well i guess we can be the sly five now (laughs) and then he's like or we can just squash it because it didn't work out and he's like i guess we'll just stop it but um he he really liked bailey and avon a lot i don't, I know he wouldn't have put them up. Uh, so I'm just waiting to see. Some of this is going to be down to who is the first person to make a real move in this game. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I think some of it's going to come down to how much you actually did in the game as to who they will vote for. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm going to go out on a weird limb and say Enzo is going to win. I think you're right. I think out of all the males, he will win. We still got a lot of weeks left. Well, thanks so much for coming on and helping me out.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: So do you want to let people know how to follow you? Uh, Sure,
1: yes. I'm on uh, Twitter as BB underscore Gator Girl.
0: If you made it this far, I really appreciate it. Please rate, review, subscribe, let your friends know about us. We are Reality Addict Podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at marybecca m-a-r-y b-e-c-k-a-h and on instagram i'm mary wiseman francis i'll talk to you guys next week have a good one